Hello, foodies, and welcome to the Dining on the Dime podcast. We give you the latest foodie news, give you tips to help you save on monthly food budgets, and we'll throw in some recipes and cookie tips, too. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin Wilson and John Cole. Welcome, everyone, to the greatest podcast in the history of our sport. I want to let everyone know, today is our Thanksgiving special. Segment one is going to give you cooking tips on how to cook your turkey. Segment two is going to give you tips on uh, ideas for appetizers and sides. Uh, Segment three is the My Philly Dish. We'll talk about dessert. So every course of your Thanksgiving dinner will be talked about today. We're going to give you ideas, and we're going to give you cooking tips. Now, to my right, Sean Justice, Grumpy's Tavern, 1525 South 9th Street in Philadelphia. Sean is a chef. He's with us. To his right is Chef Jim Hassan, Grubhouse Philly, inside the Bourse building. He's your man, also with Royal Boucherie, also with Moondog Grill. To his right is the illustrious, the famous, the most famous guy on the show. So why am I not talking? <laughs> John Cole. And then to his right, Sweet Pea Catering. Chef Colbert, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Oh, uh, we're excited. That so, sound you heard was my heart skipping a beat when she was here today. <laughs> I'm super happy about that. So let's get right to it. First of all, our local listeners, we're a local and national show. So for our local listeners, I want to go to John Cole. John, what happened? I burnt my turkey. Yeah. I, I have to go somewhere. We're going to just do this, kind of throw this real out quick. for the local folks real quick. Uh, we're going to spend the hour talking about, you know, how you guys can hit a home run. Right. I know there's some of you guys out there that are going to mess this up. You're going to disappoint your families. You're going to live a year in shame. Uh, don't try to be a hero. You know whether or not you can handle Thanksgiving dinner, especially if it's for more than two, three, four people. I'm going to throw out a couple places in the area um, that have reached out to me to let me know they still have some room for uh, for Thanksgiving. One of the places is Zinna's Bistro, Cranberry, New Jersey. Um, they do an amazing job. They have three seatings. I've known Chris Zinna for years. Uh, his table, way better than anything you're going to do. So, you know what I mean? Get, a hold, get a hold of them. Uh, another thing I want to throw out real quick is, and this is a general rule of thumb, restaurants from, from alternate Western cultures, Asian, Indian, these places will not be will not be completely filled up. In Chinatown, they will. But, you know, in suburbia, I'm pretty sure if you blow into one of these places, ramen noodle joint, you're probably going to be okay. Right. Um, probably last place I'll mention, and of course the casinos too. Look, if you guys really, 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 you know, poop the bed, just <laughs> get, put everybody in the car and go to Atlantic City. I guarantee you some buffet will have space for you. Last thing I'm going to throw out is a place called Steak 38 Cafe. Nice. Um, we're going to be there this Tuesday. Now, I realize if you're listening to this in the summer, ah, you missed us. Live on but location. we're going to be live on location Tuesday about, what, uh, 6, six, six or somewhere in there. So come and say hi. Um, they're going to come in and say hi. And sort of as like a, you know, incentive for that Vegas for having us there, they're running some app specials. Oh, great. This place, I've eaten there before. We've had a few other foodies eat there before. Um, they're doing garlic shrimp, pork belly, and dynamite calamari all at ten bucks. Um, these are fairly large portions for appetizers. Nice. I thought, um, the, you know, they asked my opinion, and I'm like, yeah, this is great. So, you know, they have a really good, nice bartender. It's a great retro '70s vibe. Um, we'll be there Tuesday. 
if you have Thanksgiving mishap, you know, yeah. the womp womp, uh, give them a call. And right. we'll throw their information out there, um, you know, that you can reach out to them, yeah. their number, their, their contact info. But in the spirit of the update holidays, the upbeat holidays, <laughs> uh, let's assume you don't mess this up. And we've got chefs here today that will help you not mess That's this right. up. That's right. We have three chefs in the studio. I also want to give a tip that all hotel restaurants are open. Uh, also on Thanksgiving, that's their Super yeah. Bowl. And I also want to give a tip real quick. Valley Green Inn, nobody's paying us to say this, but the Valley Green Inn is the only restaurant in Fairmount Park. They do an outstanding Thanksgiving. Well, it's one of these things where people come to me. I've actually, everyone gets them. I've actually gotten messages on Thanksgiving. Like my turkey's been in the oven for nine hours and yeah. it's still frozen. Well, did, did you turn it on? You might need to go out. <laughs> you know, maybe your oven doesn't work. So, you know, I'd rather just cut to the chase now. Yeah. We're going to help you out here today. But you don't listen to us. You, you know, Maybe something goes wrong. Right. And I just want to give the credentials of the chefs who are giving you these tips and these cooking, uh, uh, you know, techniques. Chef Colbert, Sweet Pete Catering Company. Talk about yourself and your company. Well, I have a small family-owned business. Uh, we've been up and running for about the last 10 years. I've been cooking for the last 35, 40 years. Wow. Um, I'm older than I look. <laughs> um, and we're based out of Chester County, PA. Okay, great. And uh, how can people get a hold of you? Oh, you can go on the website at www.sweetpeacateringco.com. My phone number, so we answer personally oh, that's everybody's phone call. No. You don't go to a voicemail, we'll call you back. So I you want to give the number? 484-467-7275. And right now we're running a Thanksgiving special for all you people who don't want to cook. Oh, yeah. Won't cook, don't like to cook. We have a special for you. Right. I hear you. All right. And the other chef we have in the room is Chef Sean Justice. Grumpy's Tavern. Talk about yourself in Grumpy's Tavern, Sean. Uh, hi, how you doing? Um, yeah, I'm just. Uh, I've been at Grumpy's about five and a half years now, running a one man show at Grumpy's. It's just me doing all the cooking. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, uh, just uh, there seven days a week right now with the Eagles playing. They just got done the game earlier and came nice. right over. Nice. Um, and we're just uh, we're actually gearing up for our annual Christmas party mm -hmm. that is open to the public. December 13th, food DJ. Nice. Move the pool table out of the way to open up a dance floor. It's a good <laughs> that, That's great. Yeah. Uh, if you've seen me dance, put the pool table back. <laughs> and, and, and that's for our local listeners. Grumpy's Tavern, awesome South Philly place. I mean, that's oh, yeah. total we, Philly. If, 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 I know somebody right now is like, why does this sound familiar? Sean's been here before. Sean's been here before. about Grumpy's multiple times. So Okay, to our listeners outside of the Philadelphia tri-state area, here we go. Our first topic for Thanksgiving, we're going to show you and teach you uh, different ideas for Thanksgiving. Our first topic is your turkey. That is the main ingredient of your Thanksgiving dinner. Turkey, there you can roast it, brine it, spatchcock it, make it ahead, roast the parts, air fry it, slow cook it, cook it from frozen, smoke it, deep fry it, grill it, instant pot it, which I heard is a very good method. Uh, that's the options. There, there's 12 different ones that you can do to cook a turkey. Chef Colbert, you start. How do you cook your turkey? What is your advice? I smoke my turkey. Wow. Now tell us. Outside in the cold on my great big smoker. Really? So, 
Yeah, it's the best way. Any tips with the smoker? Uh, I uh, use maple, hickory, and cherry all together. Awesome. That's fantastic. That's a great tip, actually. John Cole, I'm going to your house for Thanksgiving. What are you doing with the turkey? Uh, you're going to be standing outside because I'll be in Myrtle Beach. <laughs> no, for years, um, I have other family members, too, that cater, that uh, own restaurants and food trucks and stuff like that. It's a big-time foodie family. We would turn Thanksgiving into a culinary Super Bowl. Everybody nice. would sort of do their own thing. Uh, my thing was always, I always liked to brine the bird. Nice. And I would throw, you know, whiskey, maple syrup, these kinds of things into the brine. Now, I got to warn people, when you brine a bird, you're not going to get that barbecue bark like exterior some people wait all year for that nice however for me the most important thing is the turkey be moist and that i can use the leftover turkey for other applications um you know later you know black friday that weekend sandwiches paninis quesadillas whatever you decide you're going to do with it enchiladas if you cook that bird to death especially the white meat on thanksgiving day well, on Saturday, when you want to maybe throw together some like salsa verde turkey enchiladas, it is not going to be great. Wow. So I would suggest you think about, we're going to talk about the different ways today to do a bird, right? Yeah. Think about what you're going to do with this bird. Different birds cook different sizes. You got like a 29-pound bird you bagged out in Lancaster County somewhere. Uh, you know, you're going to probably cook that different than somebody's going to throw like an 11 pound bird in the Instapot. Nice. You know what I mean? They're going to throw yeah. some, they'll throw some sage on it and they'll just do it in the Instapot, zap, it's done. So uh, my my thing, any then one specific technique would be look at the size bird you have and look at the size family you have. There's five, one, two, three, there's five of us sitting around the table, right? If five is great, that's fine. If you're feeding 25 people, which, you know, we've seen, there's kids' table, everybody. Um, think about the kind of bird. Maybe you need two birds. More than any other holiday, Thanksgiving is the holiday that people don't think about ahead of time. Right. Um, the, ho- the holiday drops on Thursday. Like Tuesday night, I see people bombing into Wegman's shop, right? Acme, whatever, <laughs> uh, pulling everything off the shelves. Um, they're online. You know, Food Network gets a bazillion hits. How do I cook this bird? <laughs> you could have done that a week earlier right. and saved yourself all that stress. I agree. So, you know, we've still got the show is airing Sunday. If you're listening live or maybe you catch it on Monday, don't wait. Go to the store. Tell your boss you're sick or whatever. They expect it anyway because <laughs> it's coming up. This is a bad holiday right. uh, for work productivity. Get into the store and think about what you want to cook and think about if you need those leftovers turkey, chili, whatever, um, you probably want to find a less harsh, a less high heat cooking method so that when you reheat this stuff, it you know it still has some life. It still has some flavor. Nice. And we had smoking the turkey from Chef Colbert, brining it from John Cole, Jim Hassan, Grubhouse Philly chef. How do you cook your I turkey? Just, I'm just eating it. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I've been a, a chef for most of my adult life, and I've never had to cook the Thanksgiving turkey for Thanksgiving. It's wow. always been grandma, mom, aunt, yeah. wife. And then, uh, you know, then they'll, the man will come in to cut it, like as if he did something other than watching football yeah, all day. Yeah, that's true. But um, <clears throat> I, I've roasted, you know, chickens and turkeys before. And, and, and my the only, the only advice uh, for me is like slow and low. You, you got to okay. give yourself time. 
um, baste it slow and low. Like, you know, you want to keep the temperature low so it roasts all, you know, most of the day to keep it, you know, nice and And moist. you make a great point because there are a lot of skilled chefs that some of them just had families that were, you know, their mother and grandma. That's a well, good point. Well, a lot of times they're working too, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. If you work at a hotel, you just you mentioned it. Your tip, right? Everybody. For the hotel restaurants are like this is you know this is like their Super Bowl. Yeah. So yeah, that's their Super Bowl. My Absolutely. guess is that chef is probably having like a pastrami sandwich at three <laughs> three thirty in the morning. So Chef Sean Justice, I'm coming to your house for dinner Thanksgiving Day. How are you cooking your turkey? Well, I'm gonna have to just what was just said slow slow and low, and about maybe three to four pounds of butter. Just sitting there basting nice. it. Oh, just sitting man. there basting it with the butter. You're making me hungry. Maybe every half hour. Just sit there, get up. Just get the stick. Don't get crazy. Keep it in a little wax paper. And just like, paint it almost. Wow. Paint it with butter. That's beautiful. Oh, yeah. And then by the end of it, basically the whole pan is basically almost to the line filled with butter. It's, it's a little wow. dangerous. Wow. So you and, Jim, <laughs> you and Jim are on the roasting thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All, all right. slow and low. Just keep an eye on it. All right. Yeah, and one fun. thing I will throw out just as a reminder, and even though you think everybody knows this, right. invariably someone will message us in the beginning of December and yep. saying, oh, I didn't know this. The white meat and the dark meat cook at different times and temperatures. <laughs> yes. Right? Uh, see, I didn't know So, that. you know, uh, the thighs, the legs, the drums, mm -hmm. yep. the wings are going to cook differently than the breast meat. So, you know, think about that a little bit. There are methods out there on the Internet where they talk about, you know, covering the breast with some tinfoil for a couple hours to sort of, you know what I mean? Upside down. Yeah, cook upside it upside down. down. Uh, Spatchcock the bird. Yeah. There's ways that you yeah, can. Yeah, that's what it says here. Yeah, yeah that, there's ways you can keep that breast meat. From just all that white meat dries out, and that's then awesome. you're just like, that's why nobody wants it. Um, at our house, the turkey comes over. If it had nine thighs, that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Every, like one of these weird John Madden birds with tons of wings and drumsticks, and then somebody gets stuck with like a slice of white. You know, uh, <laughs> that's why. That's why it's so important for me because I smoke mines to brine it. Okay. So right. all your flavors, my parsley, my um, sage, my brown sugar, and that's how I get that brown look mm, to the turkey. Great. That brown sugar starts to caramelize when it's on the smoker. See, that's great tip. So you offset it, and then you will achieve that brown look that everybody looks for. Mm -hmm. When they look at the turkey, you don't want to see this gumpy, and it makes the skin crispy. Awesome. And we are going to go to break. Uh, when we come back from break, we're going to be talking about appetizers and sides. We'll be right back. Planning a visit to Philadelphia? Then go to www.phillyrestaurantreviews.com and take our audio food tour, where we show you where to find the real best in Philly restaurants without the tourist traps of other food tours. The average price of a Philly food tour is $40 per person. Our tour, only $5, and you can put it on up to five separate devices. This saves a family of five an average of $195. Okay, we are back. Uh, we have the most skilled chefs in the Philadelphia area here with us, Chef Colbert from Sweet Pea Catering Company, uh, sweet, <laughs> www.sweetpeacatering.com. CO.com. Yes. Sean Justice is the main man, the chef at Grumpy's Philly, 1525 South 9th Street. 
All right, now we're going to give you tips and recommendations for your Thanksgiving side dishes. Okay, so let me give you, we're going to go around the room. My pick for your Thanksgiving <laughs> side dish is bacon-wrapped Brussels sprouts. Basically, you just wrap your Brussels sprouts in bacon. Uh, they also have a recipe for cream cheese balls coated with sliced bacon. So you get the you know the, the okay. cheese ball and you coat it with bacon. Where are these from again? These are from delish.com. <laughs> Put that paper down. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Uh, but there was one where they cut up asparagus into little squares, and they put cream cheese on yeah. the slice of bacon and wrapped no. it around the asparagus. Okay, no. <laughs> Folks, listen to me. Don't go to Wait a minute. Where did you get that from? <laughs> Chef Colbert, your recommendations. My favorite side dish in my household is deep-fried deviled eggs. Oh, wow. wait a second. Go into more detail. What? Oh. We deep fry our deviled eggs. You can either fill it with crab filling. You can fill it with your regular egg uh, mixture and put a colossal shrimp on the top. You can make the egg mixture and put barbecue brisket on the top. Talking dirty. We have a bunch of uh, options. It's one of my signature dishes for my catering company. Oh, so. what else? that's fantastic. That's probably so the best you, thing I've ever heard. It's it's it's. Listen, I don't eat seafood, so you take the seafood away. Just give me the deep-fried deviled egg with the bourbon bacon glaze on the top. Oh, and you mm. can get that at Sweet Pea Catering? Yeah, you can order it. Order it for your... <laughs> and then tell everybody you did it. As long as you got your money, you can tell people whatever you want. <laughs> John Cole, your favorite Thanksgiving side dishes? Uh, this probably won't come as a surprise to people. Uh, I love pork roll. <laughs> so what I'll do is I'll get some thick-cut pork roll cube it up, uh, fry it, and into cornbread it goes. Nice. Cornbread okay. and pork roll works real well together. Um, people ask, do you put it in the bird? Do you cook it in the pan? Well, when it's in the bird, it's stuffing. And yes, I do that. And when it's in a pan, usually cast iron pan, it's dressing. And yes, I do that. I like to make both, actually. Okay. That's actually You good. get two different textures. Um, there was some vibe out there to not cook, uh, not stuff the bird, Two things real quick on stuffing. One, make sure everything that's going in the bird is already cooked because you don't want to have any right. crust contamination, kill anybody. Second thing is if you stuff the bird, understand you're going to increase your cooking time. So you have to, you know, we've had people here that have correctly said, let's cook it low and slow. Make sure if you decide I'm going to jam a bunch of stuff in there, and that's fine. People jam rice. Unfortunately, you said people put seafood in the bird. Stop that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just, no. 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 Ew. Um, just no. Um, but anyway, uh, I think that bacon gets eaten almost every day of the year. Yeah. You're looking for something with that kind of smoky, porky flavor in the stuffing. Bacon has a tendency for me to take over anything it does. Anything, but, which is why when Delish was telling you to put it in asparagus and Brussels sprouts, throw that paper away. <laughs> because all you're doing is covering up the flavor of what you're eating with bacon. And now that's not bad. Right. I mean, I love bacon, but Thanksgiving is the one day where you should try to embrace family traditions. I don't care if you're from the South. I don't care if you're from New England. I don't care if you're from the West Coast, wherever. Everybody has like a tradition, right? Maybe that's one day where you don't have to. I've seen... Bacon-wrapped turkeys, and they're jamming bacon under the skin. Yeah. One, one day, one day you can let turkey be turkey. Yeah, that's and true. And I think pork roll, which is a little bit 
less assertive a flavor plays a little bit better with others, you know. That's actually a great tip. I never heard of that. Jim Hassan, I'm on my way to your, your Thanksgiving table. What are you cooking as a side dish? What's your favorite side dish? Well, I mean, first I want to say that I, I like the classics, you know, like mashed potatoes and gravy, sure. corn, um, green beans. But um, you know, he mentioned stuffing, and you know, there's there's a couple different theories on stuffing. And I, if if there's I don't if there's raisins in my stuffing, I don't want it. Yes, raisins, me nuts. Too. Nope. I, I like savory. I like me too. You know, mm-hmm. uh, sausage in there is great. And I, and and what we sometimes do is, um, if you ever like stuff a turkey, you know that the the, the stuffing that's on the end of the turkey, like that's that's out in the oven. It's like really crispy, and yeah. everyone always goes for that. Yeah. So we sometimes take some stuffing out and get a like a cast iron pan with some butter and like put the stuffing in there and like crisp it up, crisp it up too, so that everybody gets gets a little more nice. of that crispy stuffing. Yeah, I never thought of that. Well, yeah. that's how I started doing it with uh, the difference between. I think it was Alton Brown was talking about the difference between dressing and stuffing, mm-hmm. and apparently stuffing is actually in the bird. Dressing, which I think is more of a southern thing, yeah. is done in like a pan, mm-hmm. preferably ca- cast iron. Um, I don't see any reason to play favorites, so I'll make both. Yeah, yeah I, we do both. I yeah. mean, I, and, and somebody always loves stuff, and the truth is, the stuff that stays a little moister, you can repurpose into throwing it. We're talking, we can do a whole show on stuffing. Oh, yeah. But whatever leftover stuffing you have that isn't too cooked to death, into the waffle maker it goes. Wow, yeah. We, and you yeah. make stuffing waffles, um, oh, you man. portion it out into a muffin tray. Yep. And you make stuffing. You make stuffing muffins. Nice. Um, there's all sorts of pipe some mashed potatoes on that. Like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. There, I mean, <laughs> there's no limit to the imagination. But stuffing is that thing where I'm just gonna say this: it's bread anyway. Right. Right. So anything you can do with bread, I've seen people take three day old stuffing, roast it in the oven, and then turn it into like stuffing bread pudding. Nice. Yep. As a dessert, there's. You're limited by your imagination. And right. I know people are like, you say that, and then I put pineapple on pizza and you crucify me. <laughs> yes, don't put pineapple on pizza. Yo. <laughs> Back it up. Pineapples and ham on my pizza. Oh, oh, her okay. mic is broken. I don't know who packed <laughs> in her mic. Pineapples and ham. Okay, Sean Justice Chef at Grumpy's Tavern, 1525 South 9th Street in Philadelphia for our listeners outside of Philadelphia. He's a chef expert giving you some tips. What is your side dish? Beer and cheese mashed potatoes. Whoa. Goodness gracious. Oh, the bells just went off. Really? <laughs> now, explain how to do that. Well, first, you just start off making your roux. Nice. As anything else. You know, you make your roux, add your milk, your cream, your cheese, mash your potatoes up, and just whip it all together. It's delicious. Seasoned to taste. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's easier than it sounds. So the really? beer goes in in the beginning, like when you're making the roux. Yes. Or, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Make the roux with the beer, and then you just basically I mix it in. I got that one. That's going in my wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I should then, just then, let you know. That's then beautiful. Then you I love your it. cream, your cheese, you make your sauce. And then you just whip, whip in those potatoes. It's amazing. This could be the greatest show in the history of mankind. Milton Burrow and this show today. <laughs> just, be, just be careful when you're adding the flour to thicken it because you might make a mess. Oh, wow. Sean is, Sean's coming out strong. Uh, we still have five minutes left in this segment. Let's uh, throw around some ideas. John's probably the expert at this. John, what about leftovers? Do you have any creative things? Uh, yeah, I, even before I started cooking for the whole family, I would always get assigned leftovers because the first team, you know, the moms, the grandmoms, whatever, they'd be burned out on Friday. All they'd want to do is shop, have their Irish coffee, Black go to Friday. store, store <laughs> Black Friday, yeah, they'd sure. be out the door, right? So I would be there and with different leftovers and a little bit of what I've talked about. 
I would make a ridiculous amount of stuffing. You can even do this with like box stuffing. It makes a really good uh, pizza crust. Wow. If you Whoa. decide to kind of press it down a little bit and you blind bake it almost like if you were doing a pie, it comes out and it's about three quarters cooked. You can use that in sort of the cranberry sauce. Nice. Takes the place of tomato sauce. Oh, yeah. uh, cream cheese works here. How about that? Um, uh, sometimes uh, like brie, those kinds of cheeses. Yeah. You know how everybody puts out like the platters with the cheese and whatever. Um, you grab some of that brie or whatever, you know, that's cheese that you would normally eat, right? Most people eat what? Like American provolone. Yeah. You would never yeah. eat that cheese. Somehow the holidays come and you've got cheeses you can't even pronounce. So you don't wow. even know where they're from. <laughs> You grab that, you throw it on there. Maybe you grab some of the turkey, like the wing. Right. Turkey meat from the wing is delicious. A lot of times, like, the dog is chewing on it. <laughs> I love my dog, but the dog is not getting my turkey wing. <laughs> you kind of take a sharp knife, shave that off, run a knife through it, and you top it. That's and beautiful. you get this kind of Thanksgiving pizza. Wow. Lack of a better term. It's, uh, in all fairness, here in New Jersey, pizza has to be thin and crispy, whatever. People in the Midwest will feel me a little bit more. It'll be It's more like a pan pizza. Nice. Um, but it works really well, and you can make it as big and as much. No, but, but, but honestly, by Saturday afternoon, we're going out for sushi because there's no leftovers. Wow. How about Chef Colbert? What is your favorite thing? We always had turkey I, soup, and that was awesome. Turkey soup is great. Oh. I, my favorite thing is plain and simple. White Wonder Bread, because I'm from New York. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Duke's mayonnaise from down south. Yeah. Nice. And turkey, lettuce, tomato, onion. Nice. A plain sandwich. Nothing Sometimes I throw it in the panini just to get a little right, toasty right. toast on the bread. Mm -hmm. But here's outside a of that. Here's a funny thing, too, is that uh, I find I mean, it could be the same ingredients, but if my grandmother, mom, or aunt makes me the it's sandwich, better. it tastes better that's than if I, if I oh, put yeah. that together yeah. myself. Absolutely correct. And Sean Justice, we, we you just hit a home run with your beer uh, thing. What is your mashed next? Mashed potatoes. Beer, mashed potatoes. What's your next? Uh, what is your leftover idea? Leftover idea? Well, Chef over here, she said it. Oh, absolutely. Nice cold turkey sandwich. Yep. Nothing compares. I and, add and stuffing, though, to my sandwich. Well, mom nope. makes it. Yeah. Nothing beats mom. Absolutely. Mom makes you a nice turkey sandwich from the leftovers. Nothing makes you feel happier, more yeah. homey. And then turkey salad, obviously. Turkey it salad. feels like home. Not crazy about turkey Let's salad. talk yeah. about turkey no. salad. I don't, I, I, I don't I, even I, know I, what that I, means. I, I'm telling you I'm to cook. What are you talking I, about? I, I, no, no, no. no. I just want to say one thing. There, oh, are, a lot, there are a lot of... Shady maple. <laughs> yeah. Shady salad. maple. That's yeah. where I discovered I could cook anything if I just put my mind to it. <laughs> nice. Because <laughs> I wasn't running back up and forth right. down the highway to get it. So I made it at home. There are some clowns at delis who are putting cranberries in the turkey salad. And that's I just wanna... what you're supposed to do. Oh, no, not well, me. Well, see, here's feeling? the deal. And this is sort of like, we'll, we'll use the analogy of the pineapple on the pizza. Right. You're either in or you're out. Yeah. If you're great. in, you go Mal. all the way in. It's the ham. It's the pineapple. <laughs> Would you be in? Me, I'm going to pass. Oh. <laughs> Would you be in if the cranberries were spiked? Okay. I mean, Soak them in a little whiskey. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, that's not a bad idea. A little well, bourbon. Like, uh, 24 yeah. ounces of vodka cranberry is like everybody's go-to. at yeah. a, They yeah. sit down and it's either beer or that, right? That's, yeah. At least in my neighborhood, th those are like the two most popular orders. So maybe you get the cranberries and some vodka. Yep. And then you pull them out. You run a knife through them. You get them into the... Absolutely. 
And it's like, I, I don't know if they'd make it into the salad. Turkey soup with egg noodles is another yeah, that's, go-to. That's that's a delicious. Right. With your turkey sandwich. Except when someone leaves a bone in the turkey. I will right. say this about, well, you know, that's a really good point, too. Everybody sharpens their knives once a year. It's usually for Thanksgiving. Do yourself a favor. Um, unless you're actually like a samurai or a Jedi Knight, be careful with the knives, sure. safety tip. <laughs> and yet people hate getting chunks of bone and cartilage yeah, in their, in their food. That. Just just take your time, man. You know, go go nice and slow, easy, enjoy the time. I'll say this though about leftovers and stuffing in the sandwiches. Um, I've done a show about a year ago with Tony Luke where we talked about leftover sandwiches for nice. Thanksgiving. It was the whole show. Um, I will say this stuffing is better in a leftover Thanksgiving sandwich. If you're using it, repurposing it as the bread. Nice. Just grab. You've already got bread, right? And now yep. you're just going to grab. I don't care if it's uh, chef's white bread or, you know, Wonder Bread, whatever you mm-hmm. use. When you grab the bread and now you're just grabbing stuffing, like we said, let's most well, stuffing is bread anyway. Yeah. Right? Sure. So now I've my ratio, and we've talked about that on this show too, there's got to be a meat-cheese-bread ratio. Right. Right? Exactly. Now you're way off. Yeah. Now you've got like a smaller sandwich and you got like, you're better off taking the time, probably leaving the stuffing off. But if you feel like you've got to use it, right? Yeah. Uh, throw it in a waffle maker. You know, find some way and to that'll use hard it end up to as make the a bread. Sandwich. Yeah, okay. what you can do is, is you can put them in ring molds. Nice. Um, copious amounts of butter or something like that, ring molds, right under the broiler. Not everybody has, like, the right kind of oven or whatever. Right under the broiler. You you know, you flip them a little bit, and you kind of get these nice sort of toasty... uh, I would say the consistency is almost a little bit like a croquette. Okay. Right? And, you know, you've got this, and then you can do your stuff... Do it open-faced if you prefer that. Um, I love open-faced turkey sandwich sure. any time of the year, yeah. but they really kind of hit, you know, Thanksgiving, you're at your diner, you get them. Delicious. That sounds but great. Don't overbread. That, right. that would be like a real one. Um, <laughs> All right, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to have the My Philly Dish segment, and then we're going to use the rest of that segment to talk about appetizers. So everyone just get your uh, mind in motion. Appetizers. All right, let's go to break. You can follow Dining on a Dime on Facebook at facebook.com. That's uh, forward slash Dining on a Dime, the number one. On Twitter at Dining on a Dime, the number one. Instagram, KJW1972. And for sponsorship opportunities, starting as low as $200 per episode, email us at Dining on a Dime at yahoo.com. Okay, we're back. Kevin Wilson here from Dining on a Dime with this week's edition of My Philly Dish on Indie Philly Radio, your source for the latest food and beverage news and events in and around the Philadelphia area. The the Made in Philadelphia Holiday Market returns to Dilworth Park on Saturday with dozens of local designers, artisans, and entrepreneurs selling their handcrafted goods in the heart of Center City. The National Constitution Center and the African American Museum in Philadelphia have announced a partnership to offer visitors a joint ticket that includes admission to both institutions for a discounted price, as well as an exclusive group package. From now until the end of November, Brickwall and Porta are hosting canned food donations for Phil Abundance in support of WMMR's Camp Out for Hunger 
Guests of Porta will receive a voucher for a free margarita or marinara pizza. Guests of Brickwall Tavern will receive a voucher for free chips and French onion dip. And finally, don't miss out. Philadelphia Zoo is very excited to announce a major new winter experience taking over the entire zoo. It's called Luminature, presented by J.P. Morgan Chase & Company. It is a giant-sized, fantastical holiday light show that takes guests on a magical journey filled with lights, music, and sounds. Okay, we're back to our show. We will be talking about, uh, for the rest of the segment, we're going to talk about appetizers. Uh, we are here with Sweet Pea Catering, Chef Colbert. SweetPeaCatering.co.com. Yep. Sean Justice, the chef. I want to make it clear. Sean's a chef, uh, culinary trained, 1525 South 9th Street, Grumpy's Tavern. Best, Great prices, too, by the way, at Grumpy's. Uh, chef Jim Hassan is the main man, the head chef at Grub House Philly inside the Borsch building. Uh, and, of course, John Cole is a very successful restaurant consultant for the people outside the tri-state area. John's a very uh, successful restaurant consultant, but a, hell, a heck of a, a chef, a cook. Right, John? Nah, not really. <laughs> I guess it depends on who you ask. Um, one of the things that people like to do is they like to say who's a chef, who's not a right, chef. Right. First of all, I'll say in 2019, that's probably not your call. That's probably the call of the person that's going to pay you. Right. Um, because, and I know everyone in this room has probably met some kid that graduated from a culinary school, um, $150,000 in debt, and they can't poach an egg. And then they've met some cook that can barely read or write, and they make a meal that you talk about 10 years later. When yeah, you're at a no, bar, totally you know what true. I mean? So this thing of who's a chef, who's not a chef, I get it. You, you know, you, you, you wore the hat, you got the white coat, you know, you're a member of Culinary Starfleet. It's great. <laughs> and I have a ton of respect for people that go through two-year, three-year, four-year, five-year programs. That's a great point you just made. That being said— yeah. Really, the person determining if you're a chef, quote unquote, is the eater. <laughs> is well, is the eater, and to a certain extent, your employer. Right. Sure. You know what I mean? Like it would be real easy for me to open up, you know, like a lemonade stand tomorrow and say, "Chef John, Chef John's lemonade." I agree. You make a great point, and I'm going to talk to the chefs about that because this is an actually interesting point. My view is, if somebody went to culinary school and earned their degree, they earned the right to be called a chef. Uh, I I don't I've had chefs with culinary degrees get mad at me because I didn't refer to them as chefs. Sean, what do you think about that? Uh, no, I don't think I'm a chef. Okay, but you are <laughs> culinary trained. Yes, right. But I'm saying you don't consider yourself. No. I'll tell you what, Grumpy's had a, a, a great great food. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like I'm a short. It's like I'm just I'm technically I'm a short order cook. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Right. If I went to work for some guy in Center City for five years, I worked my way up the ranks from. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, then, and then it's then it's basically you earned it. Right. Doing that, me, I do my own little thing, and I love it. Yeah. But I feel like a chef is someone that goes and does something along those lines. I agree, Chef Colbert. What's your view, chef well, or cook? Well, I think that. <clears throat> Y'all might want to kill me, but I think if you went to school I do too. and you graduated, <laughs> you earned that title and people should call you chef. Just I agree. like when you go to medical school, 
and you graduate and you become a doctor, it's disrespectful to call that person That's how Jim I this. You call him Dr. Jim. And as a chef, because I own my own company, so I deem yeah. myself the chef of my company, yeah, chef absolutely. owner. I agree. But I don't get wigged out when people call me Keisha right. instead of chef. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, it feels good to but hear someone say chef, but I don't get wigged out. But I, I think if you went to culinary school and you graduated, you earned that title. I agree because I've gotten so much criticism on my blog because I don't call the cook the chef a lot of times. And, mm-hmm. and some people get insulted. We're going to do appetizers. We're going to get into the appetizers. I'm coming to your home, uh, Chef Colbert, uh, and I'm getting uh, Thanksgiving dinner. What is your go-to appetizer? Uh, my go-to appetizer, even though it was something I created just recently, I had a smaller version of it. Okay. I just added more seafood. And so that you all are aware, I don't eat seafood. I don't, I'm highly allergic to seafood. Oh, wow. But you guys know, everybody wants crab, shrimp, everybody sure. wants mm-hmm. lobster. So I had to learn. I didn't learn by tasting. I learned from knowledge. This is what goes together. Nice. And, and I'm uh, going to give you all a chance to try. Uh, we're excited. My, my we're seafood very excited. bomb. John Cole, very successful restaurant consultant. What is your go-to appetizer? Usually meatballs. Oh, nice. Okay. Usually meatballs. Um, one of the things we do is I'll kind of take, a, I don't want to say they're Swedish meatballs because then you think they're brown and heavy. I will take ground turkey, usually like a three-to-one mix of light meat and dark meat, turn them into meatballs, uh, bake them off a little bit, baste them with butter, pull them out, let them cool. The sauce is usually canned tomatoes, canned cranberries, prepared horseradish, uh, poultry seasoning, let it cook for a little while, add the meatballs, pull them out. Nice. And depending on what kind of Thanksgiving I'm having, they go on a tray with cocktail sticks. Or if it's just the crew, they go in a bowl with, you know, a big bag of hoagie rolls. And they can sort of nosh, watch the game, watch the parade, watch whatever they need to watch um, while I'm actually doing, you know, a real Thanksgiving. Sure. And uh, Jim Hassan, Grillmaster, Grubhouse Philly, what's your go-to? <clears throat> I think one of the things both of them um, both did, and you don't want to make any kind of appetizer that has anything to do with turkey or anything that you're going to eat later. Don't make turkey quesadillas, like if you're going to have turkey. Like the meatballs and the seafood, they're all something separate from turkey. Yes. Um, I, as a, Two things real quick. I remember as a kid, we, we would uh, my family would just get a punch bowl full of uh, like like pineapple juice and they dump like frozen you know like the frozen um, fruit that you would get yeah like oh. things like the, well frozen fruit that you'd buy at the supermarket they just dump that in there and we would love that like we would just like be that. like taking things of it I didn't realize as a kid I didn't realize that the parents were like adding whiskey and vodka and things to it. <laughs> that's what but, I was gonna say we had something similar it was like Sprite mm-hmm. and frozen yeah, fruit was, or whatever punch. and then you would see and I'd realize like, we later only, we only had that at Thanksgiving so it was like so special and so yeah, cool yeah absolutely uh, one of the things I, I've been doing uh, lately, because uh, uh, John mentioned earlier, you get like a little thing of brie, um, and we, you can make your own. I usually make my own dough, or you can buy like a phyllo dough, wrap it in phyllo, or actually cut it in half first, put some cranberries or something in nice. there, or, and then uh, cover it in phyllo dough and bake it and make like a baked brie. That's a, uh, a great idea. Sounds a good. Different. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Chef Sean Justice. Me with the apps, uh, we uh, do a lot of finger foods. So it's nice. more like a meat and cheese, antipasto right. type of setup. Yeah, I like yeah. That too. You know, 
whatever. And and the cheeses change every year. It's more of like, oh, we had this last year. Let's try something else. We're just trying to explore. Like, right. like he said, I'm buying cheeses that I can't pronounce. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just because yeah. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Well, cheese isn't usually a part of like the Thanksgiving dinner. That's what I mean. Really. That's why. So that's why it's a good appetizer. Yeah. 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 This is where people get jammed up. I don't care if they're making the the legendary Thanksgiving burger mm-hmm. or they're doing, you know, some. They get tripped up on the cheese. This is why I tell people use cre- cream cheese. Mm-hmm. Because, or if, if you have something left over, the brie, use that. But if don't try, oh, I tried Swiss. Oh, I tried Provolone. Stop that. No, that doesn't work. <laughs> um, use cream cheese because you can mix the cream cheese and the cranberry. So you sort of get something that works flavor wise. I mean, think about it. I love Provolone cheese and I love an antipast, but I really don't want the Provolone slid under the skin of my turkey, right? Um, that's basically what you're doing when you're taking like the turkey burger thing. You know what I mean? No, I, and I love provolone, but no, just pick a cheese, something that you know. Brie is a great example. I'm sure people are screaming other cheeses that I can't think of right now. Yeah, camembert um, is another. Game. Yeah, camembert is another one. Thank you. I was trying to think of that for the whole show. <laughs> um, something like this, or you know, if you don't, you know, there are people. Plus, let's be honest, people are on different budgets. Buck and a half, you go get your Philadelphia cream cheese from the store. You let it soften. You mix it with the cranberries. Nice. You know, you've got this kind of cool cranberry cheese thing that can go on, or if you want to, portion it out in a turkey burger. Nice. Let's be honest. That's turkey, actually turkey great. can be tip. dry, right? You take the Juicy Lucy aspect, which we all know is a burger with the cheese inside, Yeah. and you kind of take that to Thanksgiving dinner. Nice. That's a great tip. Uh, we have three minutes left in this segment. I want to go real quick. Does anyone here have alternatives to the turkey? Like uh, A lot of people, I, I'll give you an example. We talked about the Valley Green Inn. They serve turkey, prime rib, and ham. Is there anybody here that cooks something else? Well, actually, this year we've decided not to do a turkey. Okay. That's nice. good. Yeah. See, in my household, we do all three, turkey, prime oh, rib, and That's ham. Fantastic. Every year. That's great. Well, our we do Friendsgiving. Right. So our friend, he works at a meat plant, so he always gets a free turkey. Nice. But every year, there's too big. It's 25 pounds. Nobody eats it. Because <laughs> it's all about the sides for us. Right. We're all about the sides, the yeah, dessert, right. the apps. I think most people are if they're being honest. Yeah. Right. Like, right. So this year, we decided not to. So we're going to do... We're um, our one friend. He's in charge of seafood because he's from Baltimore. Nice. So we're gonna let him be in charge of the seafood. <laughs> the Baltimore guy. Yeah, we're gonna let him do seafood. Nice. Um, uh, me and my wife, we're gonna be doing the prime rib. Okay. And then that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna just do a seafood dish and prime rib this year, just nice. to change it up. See, that's people are doing that yeah. now. They're trying to switch it up. Uh, Jim Hassan. No, I'm against that. Like, it's got to be turkey. <laughs> traditionalist? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I definitely well, am a traditionalist. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? That's fine on that one yeah. day. Yeah. Um, right. That's I, the only day I ever eat turkey. Yeah. Right, right. Really? Me too. For me, me too. I eat turkey all the, the last time. Yeah, that's the other Yes, I eat turkey a lot. Um, I've been on vacation. And uh, the place we go on vacation has a full kitchen, so that's not a problem. Nice. However, I bring the ingredients. I'll usually stop at, you know, a local place like the Bruno Brothers. Or, right. I, that's the, I love to do porchetta. Okay. Ooh. It's not something that you do all the time. It kind of has the specialness of a Thanksgiving turkey. And when you're on vacation, porchetta is a lot easier to clean up, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? You There's slice no bones, it. Yeah. There's no bones. There's no, um, we tend to stay at, it's like an oceanfront condo place. So it's like an apartment. Right. 
But, I, you know, like he said, there's all this, that, whatever. Porchetta is one of these things where you bring everything, you do it up. And if you don't know what Porchetta is, go online and look it up. <laughs> Good, because I don't. <laughs> you know, seriously, you don't know. It's, a great, it's, a great, it's a great dish. You can do one with turkey. Uh, there's, there's one called Turchetta that nice. you can do where you can take all the kind of turkey stuff, pound out a turkey breast nice, nice. and flat, roll it. Um, I know some people say, oh, is it a roulade? Is it this? You know what? You know, roll a teeny, call, <laughs> call it whatever you want. Uh, Porchetta is delicious. I nice. tend to do mine not traditionally. I tend to do mine, learn this recipe from Tony, Tony Luke. I use sharp provolone and I use broccoli, Rob. Nice. To try mm. to. So it's sort of like tur- porchetta, but in all fairness, I'm kind of doing like a roast pork roll up, um, to be fair. That's great. Baste that thing with butter. And just let it go. I finish it off with maybe like a little bit of shredded cheese on top again. Nice. You know, that, that real dry provolone that makes you kind of go, ooh, uh, the triple X stuff. I grate it over the top, bring it out, um, and you slice it up and it's done. That's fantastic. You know, the, the cleaning lady next day is like, oh, thank God. Yeah, you right. Know I mean? It's one bag tied up outside. Nice. And we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to go talk about our favorite desserts at uh, Thanksgiving, but we're also going to let our chefs, who were nice enough to come in, to promote themselves again. Uh, Let's go to break. You can find Table for One, written by Dining on a Dime's own Kevin Wilson, at Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. Okay, we are back, and uh, here's my dessert, okay? Uh, we are in the dessert phase of this Thanksgiving uh, show. This could be the best show in the history of the world besides Milton Berle. So uh, let's start with Chef Colbert, Sweet Pea Catering Company. Uh, Chef, tell us what is your go-to dessert at Thanksgiving? Well, in my family, we do banana pudding. But okay. we don't do it the same as the pudding, the bananas. The We bake the crust. There's a crust on the uh-huh. bottom. Nice. So there's a lot of condensed milk and heavy whipping cream, and it's very it's very rich. But this year I decided to spike it and put strawberries in it because I don't know I'm an alcohol freak. So <laughs> I, put, I try to put alcohol in as many things as I can. Right, and let's say hello to your church. Uh, oh, give Providence a shout out to church. our friends. Providence Church. Um, it's on. Can't think of the name now because we're rebuilding. Right. We're trying to make it bigger to open it up to more people to come in and find out who. And the we want to thank the Providence Church because the last time you were on the show, they were very supportive of the show. They did, uh, you know, they, they helped us. Uh, John Cole, dessert. What do you got? I am not. I tell people all the time, I am not the biggest sweet tooth guy. Uh, they people see this size and they assume it's brownies. No, no, no. It's, <laughs> it's, food. It, it, it's, it's pork roll, egg, and cheese. It's burgers. <laughs> yeah, it's cheesecakes and roast pork. Um, holidays are a time where I will, and I guess a lot of people do this, indulge in a little bit of sweets. Uh, I'm a pie freak more than cake. Right. Or any of these sort of desserts where it's like, you know, this is enrobed in chocolate, frozen, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Um, I really like pie. Um, probably what I like to do is I like to do, and we didn't get a chance to talk about this. I'll mention it on another episode. Right. I like pies that are sweet and savory. Okay. Like I would, I absolutely love pumpkin pie with candied bacon on it. Nice. And I never had that. I might try it. And, uh, it's just, you know, I've, uh, I think the first place I saw Mountain Lancaster, 
And I think like the Iron Hill Brewery out there had some deal with a local wow. pie maker and they candied bacon and it, it, was, it was delicious. So now I do it at home. Um, I will be the first to admit I am not that great a baker. So pie is sort of, you know, like a, like a, like a kind of a short dough, whatever I can get. I don't mess around too much. Nice. Because I know my baking skills are, you know, yeah, if I, my cooking skills are a B, my baking skills are like a Z. So that's, that's actually a great point because me, when I go out to eat, I never get dessert. I'm just, you know, well, I'm getting you're burgers. So and full. I mean, yeah. most people, I think... You know, you get to somebody's house, you start eating, what, 10, 11 o'clock sure. in the morning, this, that, blah, blah, blah. By 5.30, when someone's like, hey, I'm putting on the coffee, and we're going to start cutting yeah. the pie, you're like, only look, the real pro eaters are, yeah, are like, absolutely. all the pie. Most yeah. people are like, ooh. <laughs> Jim Hassan, I'm coming over for Thanksgiving. What is your go-to dessert? What Or what does your family serve? So, for, I mean, first, uh, uh, I'm a little... Uh, angry at uh, Chef Colbert because she stole mine. Oh no! <laughs> I thought I was going to be really Listen. unique and say like, "Oh, I do a banana pudding," but like, I definitely, I'm not that angry. No, we 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 can eat definitely together. Definitely, no, yeah. I'm not. I'm That's just kidding when I say time. that I'm angry. Like we're we're spirit animals here because I do a banana pudding, the same thing. And I, I took a, I took a recipe from my grandmother who used Cool Whip, but I don't touch that Cool Whip stuff. You got to use right. the the heavy cream. You got to whip the heavy cream in it. That's like the soil green of dairy top. No, yeah. stop that. But I, I, um, I, I, I used to be a bakery manager, so I know all about baking. And I'm, uh, as far as pies go, I'm, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of pumpkin or sweet potato. I like apple. Nice. Or uh, pecan is probably my favorite pie. But my uh, liquid diabetes. Yeah, <laughs> it's like pure like caramel, just eating. Absolutely. But um, uh, my aunt used to make a, a cheesecake, but it, like, one, I'm not a big fan of cheesecake Neither because of the um, the texture. It's a little too dry, but my aunt used to make more like a pudding type cheesecake and put fresh fruit on top, and it was on a graham cracker crust. There's nothing better. Nice. Chef Sean Justice, Grumpy's Tavern, what is your go-to dessert at Thanksgiving? Well, I don't like pie. Oh, I'm not good. a pie person. Right. Cut his mic. So <laughs> it no, it's just I just I don't know. I just You're don't just like pie. Like that. Guy. Yeah, that's all. So I'd rather have a quiche. Nice. I'd rather have a quiche. You know, I'd rather have a quiche. Not a bad idea. Pie is one of those things where people are either in or out. Yeah. You know, yeah. there are people I've noticed before. Um, uh, Mike D'Angelo, who hopefully will join us later We're this hoping. year, has talked about this is like a legendary pastry chef in Atlantic City. He said on a show that him and I used to co-host years ago. There's cake people. And there's pie people. True. You should decide which one you are and just, you know, be happy and fat with that. Yeah, that's <laughs> true, though. Uh, I'm a cheesecake person. That's nice. what we do. Now, what and, kind of cheesecake? Uh, just regular, regular cheesecake. But Ice I, cream. I, 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 don't, I, I don't make it, though. My wife, uh, has, she takes care of the desserts. Nice. So I don't make the cheesecake. I just enjoy it every holiday. Well, what, nice. what I understand, the cheesecakes, is, I don't know if it's the Mennonites who make them, and I'm not trying to mm -hmm. you know, call anyone out in particular, right. but if you go to these like Amish Mennonite brethren type markets in this oh, yeah. part of the country, their cheesecake is more what you're talking about, like uh, a custard. That's almost, what I like. Yeah. Almost whipped. The ones, right. and I'm not bashing New York. I mean, I do bash New York sometimes. It's a good, <laughs> we won't do that today. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> uh, the New York cheesecakes that I've had right. tended to be drier. Now, I don't know if that was juniors? like stiffer or drier. I don't know if I've ever had juniors. We can't right. talk back on juniors. Juniors, <laughs> juniors cheesecake is literally like 
When you come to New York, if you don't eat it, you haven't been to New York. Well, there you go. Now there you, you go. just know what to do. The, uh, keep in mind, I mean more styles. Like, I've been to diners where they say New York style cheesecake. Nice. And mm -hmm. for some reason, it's always like you said. It's, it, it's a little too chalky. It's too chalky, and it's not mm -hmm. right. The Amish type people, Pennsylvania Dutch people, I don't want to, you know, back on anybody. <laughs> but they t it tends to be more... Uh, Creamy, sometimes honestly, it's almost like mousse. Okay. Yeah, that, that's um, I like you know, <laughs> and I, that might not be. I don't want to give people the wrong idea that you're getting like a big plop of cheese on your plate, but mm -hmm. you know, it's easier and it plays better. I've noticed when you have the dryer cheesecake and then you dump blueberries on it, mm, it all runs off the cake, and so you're kind of like heating the blueberries off the side, and then occasionally nice. you're adding in the cottage cheesecake, and eh, no. Okay, so we have covered everything about Thanksgiving on this show. We gave you tips for appetizers, uh, turkey, side dishes. I don't dishes. know what Chef Colbert likes to drink for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I do not drink beer. Okay. I do not like the taste of beer. Nice. I'm a heart liquor person. Dust <laughs> oh. <laughs> all the liquor in my food. Right. But, you know, I drink Malibu Bay Breezes all the time. It's, okay. it's a lot of alcohol, but it's sweet. But in the part of town where I come from right now, we drink this mango Long Island iced tea. And I swear, one of them, you're not drinking <laughs> So uh, we covered everything about uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, we covered all the dishes, and we covered everything. I want to tell everyone to catch us every Monday at 1 p.m. on WMLD Radio in Hudson Valley, New York. Uh, I can tell you right now, download the app. Go to your Play Store and say WMLD Radio. Download the app. They have the most amazing mix of music when our show is not played. You can hear us there every Monday at 1 o'clock. We are also on Indie Philly Radio, uh, www.indiephilly.com. Uh, we are on that station Tuesday through Friday at 11 a.m. Uh, that station plays the absolute best mix of the 1980s. So if you're a 1980s music fan, go to Indie Philly, 24 hours. You got uh, the best 1980s music. Uh, YouTube channel, Food and Beverage Information Station. Uh, I have a friend of mine who's going to help us get about 1,000 subscribers soon. Uh, our YouTube channel is going to get some momentum. Uh, our website was promoted already, but I'm going to say it again. PhillyRestaurantReviews.com uh, has hundreds of restaurant photos with reviews. It also has an audio food tour. Now, Sweet Pea Catering, www.SweetPeaCO.com. Uh, what else do you want to talk about with Sweet Pea? Um, just all you listeners, you know, thank God for Providence Church yes. over there in Westchester, PA. Um, it's, it's a, a large church, but you feel like you're in a little family. Absolutely. And I love that that feeling. They come out to all the food and wine shows and support. Yep. Anything I'm doing, they're right there. And they supported you on this show your first yes. time there. We had yes. a lot of listeners from the uh, church. Yep, and we'll have a lot more as soon as this nice. loads up. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Justice, Grumpy's Tavern. He is a chef. Uh, 15... Despite what he says, he's a chef. <laughs> <laughs> Contrary to what he said, it's at 1525 South 9th Street, Philadelphia. Sean, in closing, what would you like to say to the listeners? Oh, uh, first I would say to say thanks for having me. Oh, no problem. Um, we love it. But uh, now nah, we're just uh, doing our thing at Grumpy's there every day, 5 to 1. Nice. Um, Sundays are a little different just because the Eagles game. I just go in for the Eagles game, open before, leave after. That's how I got here yeah, as soon as the right. game got done. Um, but 
just business as usual, making food, taking care of everybody, sobering them up, sending them out. <laughs> you know, um, and we're just gearing up for our Christmas party, open to the public, December, December 13th. 13th at 8 p.m. Food, free food, dance floor, DJ, dancing on a pool table. Is that what you said? <laughs> no, <it's, laughs> no, well, if you show up, baby. <laughs> and let me just say one thing about Grumpy's. I went there. Sean wanted to be on the show, but we don't allow anyone on the show till I taste the food. So I went to Grumpy's. And I ordered my food, and it was the most friendliest place I've ever been. Which is I, ironic because of the name. But I find that like <laughs> yeah, places right. with surly names usually have the best food. So true. Yeah, and, they and, do. And, and the food blew me away. And Sean can verify right now that he's on the show. You asked me to be on the show. Well, I asked you to right. be on the show. And what did I tell you in the email? I cannot let you on the show till I try your food. But you won't know it. You don't. You won't know I have had your food until I tell you. I said that to Sean. So I want to make sure everyone knows that anybody we bring in to this studio, and we refer to them as a cook or a chef, are the top and the best at what they do. John Cole, give us a summary of Thanksgiving. We have three minutes. Real quick, uh, and I'll just touch base on what everybody has said. Um, people here in this room, and this is going to sound snotty, and there's no way for it to not sound snotty. People in this room have a lot of experience. Absolutely. Been to culinary school. They've been cooking for years. Absolutely. Um, they've made their living in the business. If that's not you, if you consider yourself an occasional cook or a home cook or a hobbyist. And me, no cook. Or yeah. no cook. Well, in no, your case, No refrigerator. <laughs> just, Let's not get into that. <laughs> Kev, just go over to Steak 38. That, that's huge. You don't, right. don't, don't mess around. Because I've messed up ramen. But, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? I think a good way to put this is, they say this in sports a lot, play within yourself. Right. If you know you can only handle so much. You make the decision, we're going out or we're staying in. If you decide to stay in, only do what you can handle. Nice. Don't try to be Wonder Woman or Superman in the kitchen. More often than not, you're going to wind up hoping that DoorDash or somebody can bring you something. Thanksgiving at 6 o'clock at night. Most parts of country, this country, the answer is going to be no. They right. cannot. That's why they should order from Sweet PK. That's right. I was just and never going have to, to say. And never have to worry about that. My tip here is, yeah, sure, restaurants are great, but I don't want to go out. I don't want to put shoes on. My old right. man had this thing where I wear shoes 364 days a year to work. I don't want to wear shoes on Thanksgiving. Yeah, sure. Um, catering. We've had many people on the show, including Chef, who has catering service. She's telling you, I'll do all the heavy lifting. All you've got to do is call her and pay her. Right. We've had other people on this show, guys who do barbecue, guys who do this and that. Jim House, our buddy from Pork Island Barbecue. Absolutely. Does more than barbecue. Just call the guy. Yep. Wherever you live, if you're in the Westchester area or if you're in, um, you know, down the shore, we've had people on this show the whole year. The Tom whole Barrett, year. Who was here last week? Tom Barrett was, Barrett was amazing. Whether you live Chester County or, you know, in Atlantic City. All across that, you know, that's what, like a 90-minute drive across right. the expressway whatever? We've had people on this year that you can reach out to them, and they still have time that's right. to do catering for you. Uh, be honest with yourself is, I guess, what I'm trying to summarize here. You know, if you're like a busy parent, you got four or five kids, think Soccer about practice. it. Yeah, right, they sure. Think about what, what you're going to pay. you got to run to the store, this, that, or whatever. Or... You know, you can just send that money over to Chef Keisha and let her do it. Exactly. You know it's going to be, I'm sorry, not to be mean, Mom, but 
her food is, even if my mom was sober for Thanksgiving, it still wouldn't be as good as her. So it's the truth. I mean, my mom could be like stone cold sober. On her best days, she's not going to cook at Chef Keisha's level. I would have much appreciated if she'd have just called her and said, hey, look, you know, I got a fat husband and a fat kid send over food. And in closing, I want to make sure all, all our listeners know across the country, we're getting a lot of listeners in Virginia. Carolinas, we are available on all podcast platforms. Oh, and let me just say this too to our national audience. Sometimes yes. we get a little too local here. Sure. I guarantee you, wherever you're listening to us in this country, there is some local cater that's true barbecue yes. guy um that some local some local place that's true that will eat. I don't even care if you wind up having to go to like a Whole Foods or something. Right. Rather than waste time and money and be disappointed. Let people who are trained. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You'll pay a little bit more money, but you'll be way happier. Okay, everyone. We'll see you on December 8th. Stay hungry and happy Thanksgiving, everyone. For more details and information on what's happening in and around Philly, check out Philly Bite Magazine online at phillybite.com or tune in to Dying on a Dime on the My Philly Dish Hour, Tuesdays through Fridays at 11 a.m., right here on indiephilly.com.